So I was at work and I was talking to a coworker about how basically I was saying it's, it's not fair that you don't have allergies uh, because I had went to the doctor. I, I needed I needed to go to the doctor because I was having issues with my sinuses. And, you know, it's pollen season, so it's going to be pretty irritated for the next month or two. Um, so. Yeah, I was like, man, you don't have it's like you don't have any allergies because me and my other coworker, we struggle with our sinuses. She gets headaches. She gets um, vertigo. Um, yeah. And it's it, she, it even got to the point where she had to change the light bulb above her head because it was too bright. And it was uh, because of it, because of her sinuses and her allergies, it created a intense light sensitivity. So. I'm listening. I'm talking to my coworker and I'm like, yo, you don't have any allergies because in compare and, and I was comparing her situation to my other my coworkers. And I was like, man, like what? That's not fair. I was just playing around. But I was like, yeah, you don't have any allergies. And she said, oh, yes, I do. I got this, this, this and this and this. And she said, the thing is, I take my medicine and I. <laughs> I, I didn't take it as like a jab, but it was a great sense of conviction uh, because I realized that the reason why I was struggling was because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. Welcome to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. Life. You're born into the world, you grow, you mature. You go to college, you start a career and a family. It looks like everything goes as planned. Or does it? afternoon and good evening welcome to the latest episode of the glory not stories i'm your host calvin wayne pennywell jr the title of this episode is convictions convictions now the reason why i wanted to touch base on this is because there are we all have uh things in our lives that we it's like i guess will be considered guilty pleasures um now some things that you know are debatable like you know, watching movies or um, eating a certain type of sweets, you know, uh, like I love Debbie cakes, but I don't eat all of them. But there's one in particular that I love is the zebra cake. Now, yo, I went into the gas station recently and a Debbie cake that was at back in the 90s at one time was 25 cents. And now it is 169 dollar and 69 cents now back you know to buy-in standards in the 90s that's what goodness that's that's four five six six cakes 
you can get six cakes for 169 back then but now you gotta get one now they did double if not quadruple in size um i think one zebra cake may be 375 calories um yeah i do know that by heart i may be a little bit off but i'm certain it is over 300 calories per cake and you know i usually buy one maybe once every two weeks um 36 now got to be very conscious about what i intake um i can't just eat whatever i want now you know my metabolism is has slowed down uh, not a, a lot uh, but at the same time there's no excuse for me not to be in shape and not to take care of myself i mean perfect example sylvester stallone still got like a six-pack <laughs> and dude's pushing maybe 70 years old i don't know but um i need to um that's another thing I do, I do need to take care of more care of myself because i want to be along be around as long as i possibly can you know i want my wife to enjoy me as, as long as she could um and the best thing i can do is take care of myself so but anyway anyway um so yeah like convictions i was talking about um the concept of of doing something uh, yo i just lost my train of thought i was talking about sweets oh guilty pleasures there we go i'm a little bit too young to be forgetting um current uh, my current um topic of conversation so um so yeah guilty pleasures um some people like uh drinking certain drinks like sweet drinks is a guilty pleasure and uh, not, not like alcoholic drinks in reference to that um uh, to be more specific um it, everybody has something that they enjoy uh, that a part of them doesn't feel comfortable embracing, which is typical, which is typical and understandable. So I'm trying to think of something that something else that I would say that I'm guilty of enjoying. Uh, I would say I'm guilty of enjoying certain comedy shows like comedy material. Like I have a really dark sense of humor. So there are certain things that I find hilarious uh, that in today's society, a lot of people will be offended by, which is understandable. Um, but there are certain things where I'm like, yo, that that was funny. Um, but going back to the beginning of this podcast, I was talking to someone who was basically telling me that the reason why their allergies or, you know, their allergies doesn't bother them as much is because they take medicine uh, to sustain it. Right. And I realized that, like, over the last couple of years, I started getting sinus infections and I didn't know that I got them. I didn't even know they existed until I got one. I'm like, what is this? And they're like, you have a sinus infection. I'm like, Oh, really? And I remember the first time I got it. It was 2015, the end of 2015 going into 2016 because I had started my new job, which is the job that I have now. And I went in coughing and man, it was terrible. Uh, but I went to the doctor. They gave me some antibiotics, put me on some Mucinex and all that. And I was just I was fine. But um I didn't know that I had to keep taking my medicine to maintain health. Now, at that point, I'm thinking, oh, it's just something that's one and done. Nah, 
Um, if I have a sinus infection, it means I'm going to have issues with my sinuses, hence have allergies. And if you have seasonal allergies or year-long allergies, we all know that one thing that we have to be consistent with is uh, the intake of our medicine, intake of our medicine. So if a doctor prescribes you some medicine and it actually helps, take it, take it. Um, if it doesn't and you don't want to, I perfectly understand. If it makes you ill, uh, if it makes you feel jittery, uncomfortable, I would contact your doctor and ask them if they have an alternative. Uh, but yeah, um, if it doesn't have any side effects, um, any uh, drastic side effects, then please take the medicine uh, because it's going to help you out a lot. You'll be able to enjoy life a lot more. Uh, hence my coworker who uh, is able to manage because she does take a medicine. So, but when she said that, I took it as like, man, bro, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. So, um, and I think that's a, a thing that comes with maturity is once you feel that conviction, um, acting upon it, accepting it, embracing it and applying it to your life. Don't just think about it, like actually pursue it, you know, dig into that, that degree of discipline, uh, where you're actually exploring the possibility of you doing what's best for you. Nobody's going to advocate for you more than you are, at least here on earth. Um, obviously, um, God, he always has your best interest at heart. He created you. He knows exactly what you need. So his, his goal is to, to, to supply that for you. Uh, but at the same time, you do have to surrender um, to him in a sense of him knowing what's best for your body, for your spirit, for your mind, for your soul, right? So, um, so yeah, yeah, just focusing on the concept of conviction. Now, what I wanted to do is read you the definition of conviction. I like using literary sources um, primarily to provide some concrete literacy uh, to reflect that which I'm talking about, which I'm, which subject I'm, I'm exploring. So right now I am using um, this dictionary app that I have on my phone, which I love because I write. So every time there's a word, even when I'm reading, like I'm reading uh, The Water Dancer by Ta-Nehisi Coates. And um, it, it, that book is, I was telling somebody, that book is very dense, reminds me of a Toni Morrison novel. Uh, but there's some words in there that I don't I, I'm being introduced to for the first time. So I will go to the dictionary and look it up. Or if there's a word um, that I do come across and I love the way it sounds and I love the context, but I want to make sure the context in which it's being used. And I want to make sure that it's the perfect word for this opportunity. Then I will look it up and make sure that it's legit. So. I looked up conviction and the root word, of course, is convict, not convict, which is the, the noun form. But this is uh, the verb form, actually. Um, convict, which is a verb used with object. It means to prove or declare guilty of an offense, especially after a legal trial. Uh, number two, to impress with a sense of guilt. Um, number three. This is the noun form, a person proved or declared guilty of an offense. Now, conviction, yeah, that, that, 
I look at it as I've started to learn that it's to me is Holy Spirit reminding me that this isn't something that I should be doing, like having a, a degree of discernment. So whenever you find yourself somewhere and you have that gut feeling, yo, something's not right, more than likely it isn't. At that moment, you need to make a decision. Am I going to follow through or am I going to change my mind? Um, so I'm going to touch base on a few personal convictions that I've had. And I don't mind mentioning them on this podcast because it's a part of who I am. Um, it's a part of my growth. And I'm not going to, I'm going to pay attention to what I say so that what I'm saying isn't providing a perspective of someone who's not here to fend for themselves, if that makes sense. I can't speak for anybody. I can only speak for me. So uh, a timeless conviction that I've had um, is a conviction that I started experiencing as I had gotten older was um, disrespecting my biological father. Um, so I, as a kid, I was just so angry with him very angry to the point that that anger evolved into hatred kid you not um but even whether you believe in god or not man hating anyone or having any hate towards a human being is toxic it is not healthy hatred to me is mental murder that's basically to me that's mental murder you don't actually shoot or kill someone but saying you hate someone is to, to me is the equivalent to pointing a gun to their chest dead zero you know like point blank at their heart and pulling the trigger um that's having hatred to swim to somebody to me equates that and i just like man i can't I can't hate anyone like that, specifically, specifically when I'm loved either by that same person or God. Like God has this unconditional love that there's nothing we can do to break it. Nothing we can do to get get more or get less. God is the same forever, yesterday, today and tomorrow. So, um how I thought to myself that conviction that I felt was how is how can I have this hatred towards my father when my father actually loves me number 1 and number 2 I am loved and I have been extended grace my entire life how can I not give to someone that has been given to me my during my entire existence i cannot do that so that's where that conviction came so i decided to confront god and say god i'm sorry i'm sorry that i felt that way i'm sorry um that i've acted this way towards my parent and i knew something needed to change so i decided to explore that get to the root of it and um, let me find this scripture right quick. Now, I have to always go back to scripture because scripture is the foundation. It is the truth in which I 
thrive to live my life not only live my life but even put together this podcast so any form of content like that is the uh that is the essence that is the source of of what i do so let me find this verse right quick and while i'm looking for it um, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back So I thought I'd take this opportunity to uh, promote a new location of a of a seasoned bookstore in Augusta, Georgia. Uh, this has been a, a staple in downtown Augusta on Broad Street. It's, it's the Book Tavern. Uh, the Book Tavern is a local bookstore. It is located on 978 Broad Street, Augusta, Georgia, 30901. Uh, they had a different location further down the street, uh, but they have a, um, a new location. I think it probably has more space, um, but it's in a, a nice uh, historical area in Augusta, Georgia. It's, uh, it's a good place to go during first Friday of every month, almost every weekend, if not every other day. They have new events, music, uh, uh, places to do open mic, good places to eat, uh, good places to hang out. But I specifically wanted to highlight this place because uh, they are a good source of, of local uh, literature, historical literature and, 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 uh, and, and new literature that has come out. Um, so whenever there's a late, the, the latest book, um, they have everything from from vinyl uh, to DVDs uh, to artwork. So and many other things. So go ahead and check it out. That's nine seven eight Broad Street, uh, Augusta, Georgia. Let me get that zip code again. No, nine seven eight Broad Street, Augusta, Georgia three zero nine zero one. Again, it's an awesome place to look around, uh, find some some good books to read and get into, uh, and, and hopefully get lost in. So yeah, check it out. Good place to be. Good place to visit. Uh, nice place to meet uh, some locals in the some locals in the area. So, and now back to the episode. to the latest episode of the glory not stories titled convictions conviction so i finally found the scripture uh, that i was referencing to um this is in chat this is in the book of matthew uh, chapter five i'm going to read the just the first title sorry first verse just to give you some context and context and then i'm gonna skip down it says and seeing the multitudes and this is uh, referencing to Jesus speaking uh, and seeing the multitudes, he went up into the mountain. And when he had sat down, his disciples came unto him and he opened his mouth and taught them. And uh, obviously these are teachings underneath. It says, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn for they should be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they should inherit the earth. And then he continues on. 
um, the, the Bible verse that I was referencing to was, let's see if I can find it. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to start at verse 21. I always advise people to read God's scripture for themselves so they will see for themselves. Um, so, yes, yeah, this is verse 21. Ye have heard that it was said to them of old time, thou should not kill. And whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that every one who is angry with his brother shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. And whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of the hell of fire. If therefore thou art offering thy gift at the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way first be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer thy gift agree with thine adversary quickly while thou art with him in the way lest haply the adversary deliver thee to the judge and the judge deliver thee to the officer and thou be cast into prison Verily I say unto thee, thou shalt by no means come out thence till thou have paid the last farthing. So what I got from that text um, is basically if there's any animosity or any hatred that you have with anyone, it can actually hinder you from your blessing. So on the other side of forgiveness, on the other side of your conviction, not just your conviction, but your you addressing your conviction. There's a blessing waiting for you that not only will bless you, but bless others. Just imagine the many things that have got in the way of us blessing everyone else around us, whether it's an addiction, whether it's um, um, anything. Anything that we are selfishly investing time and energy in that is feeding on our insecurity, feeding on our weaknesses. That's what Satan does. Satan focuses on the thorn in your side, you know, the thorn that Paul spoke of, asking God to remove the thorn uh, upon which God answered my my grace is sufficient. God could easily have removed it, but God is bigger than that thorn. So he was basically saying, my grace will help you sustain. My grace is here to cover um, any fault that you may have because of this, because I know your heart. That's the thing about God. He knows your heart. God does a heart check every now and then. So these tests that you experience, they're not made for you to, to fail. They're made to see where you're at. That's that's basically um, the just of, of a teacher, of an educator. They give you a test not to see you fail, but to see where you're at so that they know what you need. So the um, recently 
um, going back to my dad. You know, these are, this is conviction that I've had for a very long time. But when I decided to just give it to God, there was a blessing waiting on the other side of that. A blessing that I've been looking forward to for a long time. Um, but on a good note, my father and I, we talk, we communicate, whether it's social media or on the phone. Uh, but the, the good thing is, as an individual, acknowledging your conviction and, and not ignoring it, acknowledging it and doing something about it. I'm going to say one, I'm going to speak on one last conviction. And the reason why I'm using myself is because I only know myself, but you can actually insert any conviction that you have uh, within the context of me speaking about mine, because it's still applicable. It may not be the same one, but we all have them. Now, whether or not we address them, that's up to us. Nobody can make you do it. That's a decision that you have to make on your own. Um, so back in high school, maybe, but no, I was younger than that. Um, I was introduced to, uh, pornography. Um, not really fond of it. Uh, but I, I got introduced to it and I, you know, I started watching videos. I started buying magazines. Um, I even started borrowing DVDs from my coworkers. Um, so it was, it was, it was, it was a sickening um, issue because it, it alters our perception of, about sexuality um, and it causes us to have these unrealistic expectations when it comes to sex, which means that once we have these expectations and nobody meets them, we strive to find someone who can, thus creating this um, evolving door, a revolving door of people that we literally grow, go through to get to that uh, expectation that we are exposed to via uh, the perversion of pornography. So once I got married, that was a great degree of conviction because not only can, can um, pornography pervert you know, the sex that God created to be ex uh, experienced between a husband and a wife. But I was finding pleasure watching someone else um, interact with sex opposed to my wife. And that was something that I had to address before I got married. I wanted to address before I got married because I did not want to place that expectation on her and to develop a desire to have her replaced, whether she is my wife or not. That's not the way God designed sex. But that was a personal conviction that I've had and to a certain degree struggle with like temptation, being tempted to fall back into that. And the source of that, to be honest, is we all have a God-shaped void in our hearts and we live in an era of immediacy. So what we want to do is have access to something that's going to fill that hole as soon as possible. But the issue is it requires replenishment the moment we put it in. God is the only one that can fully satisfy us.
because initially before the fall of man before the introduction to sin we had direct access to him all we needed was right there all we needed was the relationship all we needed was to just be present that's all that's all we needed so that with that being said um my conviction with my father uh, was that I shouldn't be talking or communicating or having these type of feelings. I shouldn't be uh, entertaining these thoughts and entertaining these feelings with my father. I shouldn't have done that. The conviction that I had with uh, pornography, I shouldn't entertain the thought of pleasuring myself in and um, investing in a industry uh, driven by the male satisfaction and placing my wife in a position where if she doesn't satisfy me, I need to find somebody that does. No, that is the standard that pornography creates. Again, it creates these unrealistic expectations, just like any conviction. It creates unrealistic expectations um, that this thing is going to satisfy us the way we need to be satisfied. And going back to a previous episode that I had when I was talking about no one knows what a car needs except the manufacturer. Like if something breaks, if something does not work, no one knows better than the creator of the car because they put everything together they created the engine they created the frame they created the axles you know they um they created um everything pertaining to that car so it's funny how when we go out and we do what we want to do and invest in these things thinking they're going to satisfy us and they don't and we just keep coming back and we as human beings when we are caught up in our selfishness know how to capitalize off of that oh such and such wants this so let me charge them because i know they want it and they're going to do anything in their power to get it so um, so yeah, those are my two convictions in my life that have been very heavy, um, convictions that, um, can, that I had to transfer to God and ask for forgiveness for, um, because these have been thorns in my side. Um, and what the devil does is, um, he likes to, um, put it, the devil is the type of person that'll put his finger in your face. He won't touch you. And he but he put his finger maybe about a millimeter away from your nose and say, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. And technically he's not. But it just feels like he is because his finger is so close to our face. Um, but I hope that you are taking time to address your convictions. Um, they're there for a reason. They're there to remind you that you are heading in the wrong direction. Your convictions are emotional stop signs. Stop. Change direction. You are going the wrong way. It may look 
quicker. It may look easier. But along the way, you are going to hurt yourself and you're going to find it difficult to get to the other side because on the other side, your blessing is waiting on you. People are waiting on you on the other side of your convictions. There are relationships waiting to continue, relationships that have ended years ago. There are relationships ready to start. There are connections waiting to be made. All you have to do is address that conviction, address that guilt. Don't be ashamed to have it because you're human. You're human. You're human. But don't be afraid to embrace that conviction. And don't be afraid to seek help so that so that conviction no longer has that much power over you. I love you because I care about you. I care about people. Um, and I want to make sure that you get what you need. And remember, if there is ever a moment where you're about to engage in something that you know is wrong, don't do it. Please don't do it. Literally turn the other cheek and go the other way because that's not what you need. If you go after something now and it only lasts five minutes and you go back again and not only does it only last five minutes, it doesn't even fix the problem. It is the wrong source. You need to go somewhere where you are loved. I did a TikTok video recently that said, just because this is a place that you escape to doesn't mean that it's safe for you. Go where you are loved. Whatever hole you're trying to fill, if you end up trying to go to someone or go to some go somewhere, if these source, if these, um, I guess, source, quote unquote, sources of happiness are not granting you safety. Go somewhere you are loved. Go somewhere you will be protected. Go somewhere where you will be valued. Address your convictions. Don't be ashamed of them because on the other side is your blessing. I hope that this helped you in any way. I hope you enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. This wind out here is blowing like crazy. Um, it's still spring. And uh, yeah, be safe. Take your medicine. <laughs> Pollen is still blowing. If you are like me, you have allergies and you have some, 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 um, I guess, swollen or small sinuses. I can't explain it. If you have trouble with your sinuses or your allergies, take your medicine, take your vitamins, take care of yourself. You know, maybe that's a conviction you didn't, that you have and you think didn't, you didn't think much of it. I think now is the time to do so. So love you guys. Um, love each other, but most importantly, love yourself. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the glory in our stories with your hosts, Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. titled convictions yo thank you for listening tune in next time for the latest episode of the glory in our stories